Lately, I have been being asked a lot why our clients are getting such good results. And on today's episode, I wanted to talk about that because even when I was first asked these questions, I wasn't quite sure what the answer was. I honestly don't always know what information one other office or practitioner does or doesn't have. And I often get clients who have come to me after working with integrative doctors or functional health practitioners, and they still haven't gotten any better. And their question to me always is, what makes you different? Well, I have been working on that answer, and today I wanted to share it with you. I'm really excited to share with you what I found out, and let me give you a hint. It isn't about how much we know. There's actually a lot of other offices, I believe, that might have similar information available to them, but it's really in how they use it and how they execute it. I've also seen there is a difference in the clients that we work with and the mindsets that get our clients the best results. Yes, mindset. I know we've been talking about it in regards to money mindset and abundance mindset and trusting ourselves. And today I'm going to talk about how that is impacting our clients and what mindsets we're seeing the most that is getting our clients the best results. Are you guys ready to jump in? Let's get started. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. For this episode, I am going to split it up into two sections, which is what we do different, what our office is doing different, what I'm doing different with our clients, and then number two, what is different about our clients? What are, what do I see that is similar in their mindset, in their behavior, in the things that they do or don't do, and that's how we're going to do it. So <laughs> number one, what we do different is that we get our clients inertia. As I was thinking about this and just hearing about our client experiences and comparing it to what we do, and in even my own experience in the healthcare system, is I realized that the healthcare system has this kind of stop and go uh, model of health where you show up at the appointment and you talk with somebody and even the whole appointment has no continuity. There's like the nurse comes in, they take notes, and then the doctor comes in. It's very short. 
And then you're recommended something, you're either sent off to another referral and you have to set up that appointment and it might take a couple of weeks or maybe you're given a medication or maybe you're sent to a pelvic floor therapist or these are things that I remember at my, you know, I went for my PCP, waited a few weeks, went to my gastro, gastroenterologist, waited a few weeks, went to my, the the dietitian he recommended and went to the pelvic floor therapist he recommended. And the whole thing was just really stop and go. And, and I didn't feel like in general, I got a lot of inertia. And the difference with us is that when our clients see us, we have a beginning, middle, and end. There is no, um, we actually work with our clients in packages that are predetermined set amounts of time where we say, we are committed to you for this amount of time and we know you're committed to us. And commitment is actually a really big factor in seeing results. That is everything from, you know, losing weight or getting healthy. Um, When we think about like going to the gym, it's one thing to get a gym membership and the gym membership, it's super passive. It's like, if you come in, you come in. And if you don't, you don't. But if you get like a trainer and you're paying them and you're saying, I'm showing up on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. every week or every other week or whatever your commitment is, the other person says, we are committed to you too. We are expecting you to show up. We're going to have a plan for you. We're going to help you. You're not going to show up and be like, what am I doing? I'm so confused. And that's how we can often feel in our health when we're DIYing it. (laughs) That's how I felt. And I felt like I had to DIY it because my doctors weren't helping me and they had to really stop and go mentality and model for health. Where for us, we first say, how long are we working together? And we get that commitment. And we, we say, I'm committed to you. You're committed to me. And we even limit how many clients we work with so that we can honor those commitments to our the clients that we choose to work with and who choose to work with us. Then once we do that, we we have a plan. The first thing is we get information and that is we do lab testing. We do not guess what is going to make you feel better. We do not say your symptoms sound like XYZ because symptoms you can have the same symptom for five different reasons. And we want to find the real reason for you and make sure we're doing that. So the first thing we do is we do labs. And that's about the first month of someone working with us is labs coming to their house. And you do it at your house. And then you send it in with prepaid packaging. And we get the results. And we analyze the results. And then you get a customized health plan that is six months worth of here's what to do next um, that we give to you. So you can see here's where we're, you know, holding this or adding this in or changing sleep or changing supplements. And there's a there's a pathway, there's layers that we're working in. And we don't just work with one system of the body. Like if someone comes in with hormone problems, we also look at the gut. And this gives us inertia where we're dealing with everything going on in the body at a root level. And so ultimately, we then go through it with them. We have coaching once a month where we come in and we say, how is this going? What's going on? How can we support you? What questions do you have? What are your wins? Let's celebrate. Celebrations are really important part of momentum. And if you've ever trained for anything, I don't know if that'd be a marathon or just a 5K or to lose weight, like you know that it's important to celebrate 
what your milestones are. And we have milestones and we celebrate them at fixed intervals. For us, those fixed intervals are every three months. We reevaluate and we say, what's going on? And we celebrate and we actually say, hey, you're actually improving. You're not in this nebulous container. And we, we find that a lot of our clients, and even when I look back on my own health journey, but even the clients we work with, we when we get better, we forget how bad it was. And sometimes that's its own piece of encouragement. We need encouragement to get better. And that is another part of how we get inertia for our clients, which is you know having the plan, celebrating, being encouraged along the way, getting your questions questions answered. So you're not getting stuck by something. Oftentimes we can get stuck by something really small, like, oh my gosh, I felt really bad today. Was that the food I ate or what's going on? And we help clarify that for our clients. So they feel really confident in their bodies and in the process and they stick with the process. Well, number two, I've already alluded to a little bit, but our work is multifaceted. So I actually have a colleague who recently um, posted in a forum, and I, I hang out in forums, and I have communities that I'm in of functional practitioners who do similar things that I do um, or have a similar mindset, and we share stories or ask questions on there. And she came on and she said, you know, she's a... she markets herself or, or says that she's a hormone specialist, but she always looks at the gut. So she had a client come in and all of her symptoms were hormone related, like her period, her PMS, her moodiness, you know, it was all hormone based. And she came and said, Hey, I want my hormones checked. Um, and I want them fixed. And she said, we need to look at your gut. And the client, you know, trusted her. The client said, okay, I trust you. I know you get good results. Let's just do what you want to do um, because what I've done so far hasn't worked. And what they found is that she had multiple types of pathogens. She had bacterial overgrowth. She had a parasite. She had H. pylori, which is a bug that hangs out in the stomach. And those were all things that that doctors don't look for. And there's kind of a reason for that. and has to do with insurance and all this stuff. But but. It's, it's so doable. And that's what we do in our work as well. When someone comes in and they say have a, they have a gut problem, we also check out their sleep because 80% of your melatonin is made in your gut. And if you're having gut problems, you're often having sleep problems or circadian rhythm problems where your circadian rhythm modulates your appetite. Your circadian rhythm modulates your like oh, um, alertness during the day. And so if they're not alert during the day, they're not sleeping at night, they're waking up in the middle of the night, they're waking up and having like sweating at 2 to 4 a.m. That's a liver thing. Like there's all these different things we look for and that's my job. Like that is what we do and our clients don't have to go and do the research. They don't have to go and guess. They don't have to spend hours and hours and hours looking for that. We do it for them. And we get this really beautiful, deep healing. You know, I had a client, um, C, who we actually have a episode where she shared her testimonial in it, um, she was really struggling with sleep for a long time. Like sleep was a really chronic problem for her and none of the doctors were able to figure out what to do to help her with it. And what we ended up finding, she first, I mean, her sleep dramatically improved when she started working with me, but there was a point where we were doing deeper testing. She, her sleep just wasn't as good. And she thought it was because of some pain syndrome she was having. She's um, had back surgery and had a shooting pain down her leg for a long time. And that had improved, but she still felt, you know, I wasn't, she wasn't quite comfortable when she slept. And I said, you know, there's other reasons we can have pain at night. Um, let's look at things like your oxalates. Let's look at um, 
your hormones because progesterone, which is an important hormone for women, actually um, helps us sleep. And we did a hormone test and her progesterone was in the pits. I mean, it was just flatlined. And so she was actually starting to look perimenopausal because your progesterone also helps you have regular cycles or a cycle at all, helps you ovulate specifically. So it helps with fertility. And when we're stressed, when we have pathogens, when we're malnourished, um, because maybe we don't have enough stomach acid or enough enzymes, like we are going to, you're not going to produce progesterone. It's a stress response. It's a safety valve for the body to say, it's not a good time to get pregnant. And you can end up going into early menopause or just having really weird periods your whole menstrual part of your life um, because of low progesterone. But the low progesterone gets caused because of a pathogen or heavy metal presence because of something else. And so what we did is we helped her progesterones get back up and she started sleeping. I mean, it was incredible. And she thought she wasn't sleeping because of pain and she was having pain. But when she started to sleep better because her progesterone levels got back up, Then her pain was going down because when we sleep, we're able to detox, we're able to heal, our nerves heal. Like sleeping's the best part of the day for us to heal and restore things that go on in the brain and in the body and in our muscles and in our tissues to remove toxins that can cause pain or inflammation. And so she wasn't sleeping well and it was causing a cycle. I mean, totally incredible. And all we do is we don't just go and attack the pain. We're not like, let's put you on a heating pad so you can sleep better. We say, let's look at something deeper. And so we're really multifaceted and it's, it's so multifaceted. It's not something you can teach in a podcast. Like I've been sitting here thinking like, how could I teach y'all everything you need to know in a podcast? And the truth is I can't like, it takes hours and hours and hours of education. Um, I mean, hundreds of hours for me, I've done some rough math, like 200 plus hours just in this specific realm of the gut. And that's just with education that I can quantify, like like um, taking tests and courses and, and not all the extra stuff of reading books and all my personal work and testing things with clients. Like that is, it's just something that it would take so long to catch up with. And so that's when you're working with a health practitioner who's experienced, who has been doing research, who does work in a multifaceted way and doesn't just attack hormones because you say you have a hormone problem or only attacks the gut, but really looks at every piece of the puzzle, um, then you are going to see that that's when you see results. And so that's another way we actually get our clients inertia. You could still somewhat say that's inertia related by looking at every facet, not just what we like the symptom, where the symptom is, just the pain or just the sleep. Um, Sleep studies don't look at your hormones. They don't even consider your hormones. Um, And the sleep studies don't consider things like oxalates, which can really affect pain or affect um, restlessness. And if you've never heard of oxalates, now is not the episode for it, but it can be something that can build up in your bloodstream because of pathogens or your detoxification pathways being impaired. The last thing that I, no, not the last thing, the third thing, there's one more after this. The third thing we noticed with our clients that was really different when they would come to us and share with us what their process had been like prior to working with me and in our office is that we give our clients more time. Um, 
so the the average amount of time that doctors across the nation give their clients or give their patients is 17 minutes. And that's an average. So sometimes it's going to be less, sometimes it's going to be more. But even with the functional and integrative doctors, I kind of ask our clients, like, how long did they spend with you? Because I'm trying to get a feel for, like, what are we doing different? Um, what can we actually say of why we get results? All I know sometimes is that we get the results. And what we found is that even when they go to functional and integrative doctors, they're still not spending a lot of time with them, as in the doctor isn't. And the doctor also isn't typically working as multifaceted, Um I had a client who's been having gut problems and had been working with an integrative doctor and he would only look at, I guess I'm talking about multifaceted again, but he would only look at her, uh, her, her gut. And I said, we need to look at your hormones. Like, will you, and she, she was hemming and hawing and didn't know if she wanted to work with me instead. I think we're really, didn't know if it was cost, didn't know if it was like thinking doctors maybe have more answers than somebody who who's not a doctor, but but doctors have limitations and and a lot of times they don't invest as much time. Time, the time we spend with our clients, like on average, we spend four times as much time with our clients as doctors do. So they spend 17 minutes average. We spend a one hour average per meeting with our clients. And that is not including the time I spend behind the scenes working on a client case. So when I create someone's customized health plan, I am analyzing their labs for as long as I need to. And I'm actually looking at their health history and we have some unique intake forms that we do where I'm really looking at every single symptom, even that they might not be thinking of, that you might not realize that there's a correlation between your cold hands and your feet or your eczema or your whatever it is, your moodiness. And I'm seeing all those things because our form asks it and it helps me correlate with your labs. You are more than your lab. And that's another thing we see. Doctors will only look at the lab and say, this is what we're going to do. And they treat the lab, but they don't treat the human. And so we spend more time getting to know you. We spend more time um, looking at your labs, your intake forms. And some of our, a lot of our best aha moments, my best aha moments is either behind the scenes, looking at the labs, um, getting a consultation with another mentor of mine to to double check I'm understanding everything as well as I can, I'm really investing in, in my client's outcome, which is not what doctors are able to do for a reason we'll get to next. Um, and then it's, or it's also the best aha moments are talking with our clients and just having those regular meetings. And those, our clients are committed to those meetings. They're, they show up, they, they want them. They're not looking for the cheapest way to do something. They're not looking for the, you know, the bare minimalist. They're looking for the, the way that works. <laughs> and so we spent a lot more time. I actually thought about this, like, um, and I sometimes wonder, and it's just a wonder, um, if some of our clients or some people who are checking us out think, um, that, you know, if, if you're smart enough, you don't need a lot of time or, or I just want you to, I want you to do this as quick as possible. This should be really simple math or something. And, and the truth is, is like, even 
Leonardo da Vinci, even Picasso. They were geniuses. They were smart. They were brilliant. They were devoted. They were high quality um, artists and painters, but they still needed time to do their work. <laughs> like no matter how amazing da Vinci was, he still needed hours and weeks to accomplish all of his marble cutting and all of his, like whatever he was doing, um, he needed time to do his work. And the truth is that's what doctors need. And unfortunately, because of the next point we're bringing up, which has to do with insurance, a lot of doctors aren't even, that's not an option to give quality time to the behind the scenes analysis and creation of a plan or the in the moment talking with you and giving you like time to be heard and time to like for us to ask you questions. Like I ask awesome questions. I have to admit, like my clients are like, I can't believe you just asked that. That's so interesting. I've never thought about that. And so um, and the other thing with time is that our our clients are committed to that time of healing. And I've mentioned that that inertia we get of of three months and more of working with us. And so it's not just that maybe the one hour of meeting or the time behind the scenes, but it's the cumulative time of of month after month after month and day after day that they're following their plan and week after week as we're adjusting it. Like just, I mean, it accumulates. That is where the change comes from. And the next thing is we don't use insurance. And I think that's actually a secret of our success. That insurance, I don't know if you guys know this or if you're familiar with it, and we actually have a podcast episode where we talk more about insurance and we'll link it in the show notes. But insurance tells a doctor how much time they can spend with a patient, what type of uh uh, intervention they can use, what they can, whether that's, you know, medication or a referral out or or surgery. And beyond, like if, if a doctor spends more time with you, then the insurance is going to reimburse them for. If they try an intervention that the insurance isn't going to reimburse, well, first off, you, you'll end up paying. But um, the doctor themselves, they will lose money. They are not incentivized to spend more time with you because they can't get anything more. And so they're disincentivized to help you more or in new ways or to their highest ability. I really think doctors have potentially a much higher ability than, they, than they're able to serve you at because the model of insurance care is quantity over quality. More people serving more people in a shorter amount of time and just fitting them in. And it's kind of like you're a cog in the system and it's like a conveyor line. Like, they do a little thing, then it goes on to the next person, and they do a little thing. And it's less like a painting. One person devoted to this painting, really sinking in and understanding this painting inside and out, what they want the painting to look like, how they're going to get it there, the different shades they're using, all these different things. Like, And that's, we, we have a much more of, I guess, a painter's relationship, an artist's relationship with you, where we get to know you and we're really devoted to you. So the with insurance, I've seen, I've experienced, our clients experience that, the, and you might have experienced, um, this might resonate with you, that the doctor ends up working more for the insurance company than for you. And so after clients come to me, after even seeing integrative and functional healthcare practitioners, I find that I ask them, did those 
did those practitioners use insurance? And they'll say yes. And those clients are just not able to get the highest quality of care. Um, and I think that insurance, insurance is just a bucket of distraction, honestly. Um, you know, did this code go through? Are we getting reimbursed? Um, putting all the notes together to make insurance happy. And they're spending all this time so that you get less care. That's what it feels like at least. And so I find that even for me, when I went through my miscarriage, I, I mean, it was really rough. Like I was, or when I went through both my pregnancy and my miscarriage, I went through the doctor system and doctor system, the hospital, I don't know. (laughs) I went through the normal system of the doctors, et cetera. And I was even like, do I want to do it this way? Am I going to get the quality of care I want? Should I just use like a midwife, doulas, you know, off the grid, (laughs) somebody to help me with my pregnancy. And I just received this past week, a fee from like December um, of all these things that happened. And they're basically hidden fees. I thought I had paid everything. And it's like, we had the money for it, whatever. But it's like, there were all these hidden costs that insurance has. And it's multifaceted for why that happens. But like, at least if you work with somebody who like when our clients work with us, there's just no hidden costs, like it's in front of you. And so it's just, it's done. It's straightforward. We don't work with insurance. You get what you see. And a lot of times, like what we don't factor in is that we're getting more. You get what you pay for when it comes to health. And then lastly for us, um, we're just more creative. I, that might, that sounds, I don't like sounding haughty, but uh, we are. (laughs) In our client, in our clinic, we use craniosacral therapy. We use visceral manipulation. We use functional health practices. And sometimes our clients get overwhelmed or I've heard people on our podcast get confused. Like I've heard you talk about craniosacral therapy or visceral manipulation or functional health and which one do I do and how do I find, you know, blah, blah, blah. And there's all this stuff. And, and what I really want to say is do all of them. Of course, that can sound overwhelming, but I have done all of them and I've done them in layers like 2017 and 2018 was a lot of craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation. 2018 it then blended into some chiropractic work, started doing more functional medicine in 2019, 2020. And, and that has made the difference. Like this is a health journey that you're on. And, uh, you know, I already mentioned that my client C, who we shared about in December, she's gotten even better since working with us because she's continued to work in layers. And so when I talk about all these different ways that we can work, it's because we have such a dynamic understanding of what's going on structurally in the body and biochemically, and we're creative. Like we really, when I talk to a client and I listen to their health history, I make suggestions based off of what I see in them. And those suggestions, they are they are game changers for our clients, things that they would never consider. And Uh, We love, I love using all the modalities that we have. Um, And so it's not an either or, or which one works or which one doesn't, but it's really working in layers. And, and usually for our clients, like who are trying to do it in layers, we'll have a recommendation. What do you do first? But I can't usually give those recommendations before I get to know someone deeper and more. And basically once I'm on their team and I can see their whole picture. So if you send me a DM in a, you know, 
in my Instagram, which I've been getting some of those, and you ask me what to do first, I can't give you an answer because I don't know your case. But if you want to work with us, we can dive so deep and we get just amazing results. So um, the next section is on client traits. So if you're wondering, you know, how do our clients get better results? I also noticed that there's some commonalities of things our clients have uh, in common. I think I just said common a lot there, but one is trust. Our clients trust us. And I find that clients who end up not working with us, who end up not getting results, who maybe come to us a year later or two years later after talking with us and say, I'm still not feeling better. They didn't trust us. And a lot of times for them, what trust is, it's not that our clients follow us blindly, but it's that the clients who choose not to trust with us, there's this like innate skepticism of like, can you make me feel better? Can you prove, prove often is the word I hear, can you prove that um, I'm going to get better? And these clients, they kind of resist our process. Like, well, why do you do this? And why do you do that? And can you prove to me I'm going to find something on this lab test? And there's just a lot of tension. And that tension is not, tension's not conducive to healing. Trust is. Um, actually, as I was thinking about this point, I was reminded of a couple stories. So um, I'm a Christian and whether or not you, you're a Christian or how you drive with all that stuff, there's some really interesting stories in the Bible about healing. And I was thinking about trust and how trust um, is integral in healing. Like I had to trust the chiropractor I went to. I had to trust the pelvic floor therapist. If they gave me an exercise or if they um, told me they're going to do X, Y, they recommend X, Y, Z because they found X, Y, Z. You know, I got better because I was like, okay, you know, like I am not you and I trust you. And so there's these interesting stories where, so Jesus is able to heal people, right? And, and he's, people know that they're like, Hey, this guy heals people. It's pretty crazy. And that's, you know, so that's, that's how people come to me. They're like, Oh, you heal people. I hear that you're good at it. And there's this one story where Jesus is walking by um, a pool area where the pool is known or believed to have healing qualities. And so a lot of people who are lepers, who have skin disorders, who are blind, will sit by this pool and wait for a certain time of day where um, the pool is what they called stirred and they would get into the pool and, you know, wait to be healed. And so the... Jesus is walking by this area and he sees a a man who is, is a leper and he says, or he's sorry, he's not a leper. He's lame. He can't walk. And Jesus asked them this like kind of ridiculous question. Um, I, I just blows my mind. He goes, do you want to be made well? Like, what do you mean? Jesus, like he's literally sitting on the, like he's sitting in front of the pool where people want to be made well. He also can't walk. Like, Jesus, can't you make some like, like, aren't you pretty smart here? Like, can't you figure out some correlations? Like, he can't walk. Wouldn't he want to be made well? And I remember the one time when I was just reading this passage and meditating on it, thinking Jesus is not asking this question because he's like, doesn't know. He's not like, hmm, I don't think maybe this guy doesn't want to be made well. He's asking this question to give the man an opportunity to assert himself and say, yes, I want to commit to this and also say it to him, to him specifically, like, I want to be made well 
And, and the, the crazy thing about this story is the man actually <laughs> doesn't respond in this like glorious way. He's not like, um, yes, I want to be made well. Okay, this is what he says. And doesn't this sound like us sometimes? Sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I'm trying to get in, someone else gets in ahead of me. Like super, super skeptical, super pained, lots of history of things not working. Like lots, like I, he can't get into the pool. Like he, no one's helping him. No one's around to help him. And Jesus asks, and, and, and then Jesus' response is, stand up and walk. And here's the other interesting thing about this. We, we don't think about this transaction. The man could have just looked at him and been like, you're ridiculous. Like, I can't just stand up and walk. I've been lame for 30 years. It actually says that he was lame for 30 years. Like, I've been lame for 30 years. Stand up and walk? What are you talking about? Are you crazy? And what this man does, even though he had this skepticism, even though he had this pain, even though he was like, sir, you know, he had this resist, like his his initial reaction was not full of faith and trust. It was just like kind of crabby. He gets up and he walks. He trusts him enough, even though he had that skepticism. And I find that I have clients who are like, heck, Allison, I don't know why, I don't know why what I've done hasn't worked. And when they talk with me on our 30 minute consultation calls, sometimes I can figure out like, yeah, that's why that didn't work. And a lot of time I don't want to spend time talking about it because the past doesn't matter. All we know is that it doesn't work and there are still symptoms and that's what I specialize in doing. That's what we get our clients to improve on every single time. And so sometimes I don't spend time with our clients saying, well, here's why you can be made well and logicking. Jesus doesn't logic with him like, well, actually, you know, and whether or not you believe this story, even if you just take it as a story, it's an interesting one. He's not like, I'm actually a God and um, I can heal people. So you should trust me. He just he just says, stand up and be made well. And the guy doesn't wait for logic. He's like, okay, you know, like that's good enough for me. Um, and I find that our clients, they're at that place. They're like, I don't want to be skeptical anymore. I mean, I have been, I am, you know, I've been in that place where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to this appointment. Don't know if it's going to help, whatever. And then I get pleasantly surprised, but you have to jump in. You have to try. Another story that I really love, and I actually have a couple because I just, it's amazing to me if we, if you think about the Bible and you're familiar with that, there's stories in it about people being miraculously healed. The nature of the stories and the dialogue and the relational transaction that goes on, the kind of nitty gritty is fascinating to me. There's another story in the book of Acts, Acts 14, 9, where um, one of Jesus's followers um, Peter is, is standing and he's teaching and he, as he's teaching, he's, it says that he sees a man in the crowd who had the faith to be made well. And like, that's all it says. He saw that he had the faith to be made well. And so again, it's highlighting the importance of faith and the importance of this person trusting enough to say, you know, you could say to lots of people like, I'm going to make you better. And they'll be like, no, whether it's a miracle or not, whether it's miracle or science. And let me tell you, some of our clients feel like even our science is a miracle, like just because it, they don't maybe fully understand the mechanics of it, though we do do education along the way. And so all he does is say he saw the, that the man had faith to be made well, and he said, stand up on your feet. 
another person who was lame and couldn't walk. And the guy stands up on his feet and he moves on and it doesn't doesn't belabor it as much, but you got that that pattern. And, and the last story is really interesting. Um, there's a blind man who's sitting on the street and uh, Jesus is walking by and, and so he's blind, so he can't see, so he's he's not getting up, but he's shouting and like this was not cool. Like you don't shout in the middle of a street. I mean, think of even nowadays, it's just not cool to shout in the middle of the street. Right. And this man is being a nuisance. Like other people are annoyed by him and he is shouting. And what is she shouting? Son of David, have mercy on me. Like this guy is dying to heal. And, and you might feel that way. Like some days you just want to shout, like maybe at your doctor, like have mercy on me, like have compassion, think deeply, care, right? And so this man is crying out because nobody else is having mercy on him. And here's Jesus's response again. Dang it. He goes, what do you want me to do for you? It's like, well, isn't it obvious? I'm blind. You heal. I know like this man knew that Jesus had healed people like word was getting out like no one was surprised. And Jesus still gives him the opportunity to stand up and confidently say, I choose this. And the guy says, let me recover my sight. And Jesus's response, you might be able to feel that some have an idea of what he might say. He says, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And I find that that is what, that is a big difference. Like our clients who choose to work with us, by the time they're working with us, they have trust, they have faith. They are letting go of their own preconceived ideas of what they can do and of what they can figure out and like trying to DIY it, trying to all these things. Like while a lot of our clients are incredibly smart, they've done so much research, they understand their bodies really, really well. Um, they like, I don't downplay like reading, learning um, learning more on podcasts or, um, looking at blogs and stuff, but like they have hit a wall. And so when you hit a wall, you then have to put your trust into somebody else. And that can be scary. I'm not going to downplay that. That's scary. You're entrusting your time. You're entrusting your money to somebody else. And it's so much easier to play it safe and to do the insurance thing. And over and over again, the reason I'm having this podcast episode is my heart yearns for people to get better. Like, I just have so much zeal. Like, there can be so much more out there. And healing truly takes faith. And to step out, to commit to the time to heal, that three months, six months, nine months, to commit to the money, to commit to changes that will happen, and to not do what, to not you know, choose who you're going to work with based on price, basing it on quality. I mean, that takes a lot of faith. So the next things, by the way, just a shout out, our clients are awesome. If you're one of our clients, we love you. Uh, <laughs> so the next thing is our clients are open-minded. So clients who don't work with us, I find that there's something that they're really like digging into and believing that this one thing is going to fix them. And then when they come to us, they're like, I want you to fix this one thing for me. My example for that is they clients who come to us and they're convinced that food is their problem and food is their solution. So they come and they say, I want a food sensitivity test. Then I want you to tell me what to eat and what not to eat. And then I want you to hold me accountable to it. And then I want to be better. And I'll tell them a lot of times, like, 
we don't just work with food. Like we refuse to just work with food on a food level. And also a lot of times food sensitivity, food sensitivities are a symptom of gut dysfunction and they increase with gut dysfunction. And this is caused by the lining of the gut being damaged and it results in leaky gut and immune hyperactivity to foods. We actually have an episode on this. The reason I'm not digging into it right now is we have episode 14, the number one lie about food sensitivities that I hate. You can check out the link in the show notes. But again, you can see how trust gets into this because if they trust us and they're like, oh, that's so interesting. I would love to get better in whatever way you find actually works. Um, But the clients who aren't so open-minded with us, they really think that if they just perfect the low FODMAP diet, if they do the right thing, if they have enough willpower, um, they'll get better. And what's crazy is our clients usually don't need, our clients definitely don't need as much willpower as they think they need. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like they don't have to go on crazy diets, none of that, none of that jazz. Um, they really get better. And so, um, one of the client examples I wanted to give to you is, is C, um, because just because she, she was, so many layers of of roughness going on with her and she'd been to doctors at Mayo Clinic and at Johns Hopkins University and at University of Michigan and she was not getting better and ways that I've seen her be open-minded is for example she is a life coach she's aware of how the mind-body connection impacts her health she's read books like healing back pain by dr john sarno which is also on the mind-body connection you could also read dr john sarno's book the mind-body prescription which gets into like healing back pain sounds like you have to have back pain for it to apply you don't you could have ibs you could have tinnitus you could have um i'm blinking what it's called uh tendinitis he found that this what he what he the mind body connection he discovered um, between unconscious anger and unconscious emotion, not suppressed emotion, not this like I'm suppressing my just like unconscious um, was resulting in all these disorders. And like in my own life, I found it so important to do that. And so see had read that book and she was committed to always improving and delving deeper into her psychology and her psyche and really healing any like wounds from childhood or a burden she was carrying that she didn't need to. She also saw a chiropractor. She found a Pilates instructor that she really trusted to work with her. And she has an unstable back, or at least she had an unstable, I mean, her back's so stable now, it's crazy. Um, But she had a very painful back. So she found a Pilates instructor who had also had a back surgery and had formerly been a dance like professional. So just like really smart about the body. And C has been working on rebuilding trust in her body. She did this without me. She knew that I was only one piece of the puzzle. She knew health was a team effort. And she was really open-minded about looking in every single place and just saying, man, I really want healing. I want to believe that it's not just surgery and pills. And those are the clients who we work with. If you are like over surgery, if you're over pills, if you want deeper healing, if you want more nuance, if you want to, if you want to find out things about your body, you never knew were going on with it. Like your stomach acid levels and how that affects your bacterial levels, just all that jazz, how it affects your constipation. Like that's what we work with our clients with. 
Um, we also have a, my client, Abby Herman, which she also came on the podcast. Um, she took her wheat and alcohol-free lifestyle. This We found out alcohol and especially wheat was really bad for her. She loves beer. And she really took it to the next level because she was finding that it was really hard for her to not drink beer. And she read a book on, um, I'm blinking what the book's name is, but it's a really wonderful kind of holistic book on how to overcome alcoholism. And she, you know, just said, you know, I've got this like functional thing where I really rely on alcohol to, you know, hang out with my friends or all these things. And she shared it on her podcast. She actually ended up, she dove into it so deeply that she ended up rebranding her business. She has a content and marketing business and she rebranded it. And like it, it is amazing um, what she has done and how much more of a person, like she just is shining. Every time I hear her on her podcast, like she's so full of life and you can really tell that she's really connected with her body and her psychology and she feels much more comfortable, A, because she's not eating wheat and drinking alcohol and irritating her body, but B, because she's found ways to let go of this thing that was also pointing at other problems that she had and, and really healing, bringing internal healing for her. So um, clients who come to me, they don't want to just fix their diet. They don't just want one-to-one -one food sensitivity test or one pill or something. They, they really want, they get deeper work. The other thing, I'm coming swinging around back to time. Our clients give time because um, we found that people heal in increments of three months. And so every three months, we find that we usually get one layer pulled back. And so they typically work with us on an increment of three to, three to nine months, sometimes longer. And they commit, therefore, in our packages run three months, six months, or nine months. And when our clients commit, they know they're not going anywhere. They know that they are in for the long haul. They don't just disappear when the going gets rough. They stick to it, and that gets them results. That's all I'm going to say, and I'm going to move forward. Next number, um, number four, our clients don't depend on health insurance like as a lifeline. And they know that health insurance is meant to keep them alive and not thriving necessarily. They don't have a minimalist approach, like what's the least I can give you or do to get get things working good enough. Um, and and our clients, like they 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 know they're ready for the next level of of investment uh, of their time, of their money, and of me investing in them. It's it's an I guarantee you, it's a equal. It's an equal and maybe sometimes I'm giving more, you know, we're giving as much as we can and it's a, it's a partnership of what's going on. Um, and then lastly, our clients invest. They know that they're investing in, the health, in their health. They delay other things they want, like a new couch or a vacation. I definitely hear our clients say like, I'm, you know, going to do this instead of going on vacation. But when I'm done with this, I'm going on vacation. And you know what? They enjoy that vacation more. They enjoy the puppy they get more. They enjoy the couch they get more because they feel amazing. So those are the things that I was I noticed. And I have some challenge actions connected with that. And these are things if you're like, where do I go from here, Allison? Like, I want to be that client who gets better. I want to have that health practitioner. I would say, <laughs> other than working with us, like, here's some things you can do um, if you're like, I want to build up to that moment. Number one, you can declare a healing season in your life. And I recently had a client who um, has gone through a ton of healing in her life. 
And she actually was the, even though she was feeling so much better, she's considering, um, like declaring some medical leave or some, uh, yeah, I think it's medical leave where she only works like three quarters time in her job. And it's something that her job offers that you can declare a medical leave of absence and, and only work like a certain portion and still be employed. Um, but they can't like, maybe there's certain projects or certain times of the week, like evenings or something that you're able to say, I just don't work these and they pay you less, of course, but it, they're not allowed to fire you cause you're on medical leave. And so she's like, well, I'm feeling better. Should I not do it? And I said, here's my dream for you my dream for you and and also my dream for you listener my dream for myself <laughs> is that you could take 12 months and have the most boring healed pain-free 12 months of your life and like that be your healing moments like don't join the soccer club or don't not to say just sit on the couch and be like a couch potato but like Maybe don't do all the things. Maybe take out, maybe simplify with your kids or with your own schedule if you're single or if you're married, um, pulling back in your work, like just not expecting all this other stuff and in, in replacing and saying, I'm going through healing. And I told her, it's going to take, she's been sick for a while. It's going to take you a while to get used to not being sick. And I was like, at, at the very least, maybe you go through this 12 months of medical leave and you're working three quarters time and maybe your symptoms do flare back up and you're just so glad you're on medical leave and maybe they don't and you just get to learn how to retrust your body. Doesn't that sound amazing? Doesn't it sound amazing to just enter into ease in your body? I mean, even telling this, I think I teared up when I told her that like, oh my gosh, this matters so much. And I would challenge you to like choose a set period of time and maybe 12 months just sounds like impossible. Um, I've actually declared days like this is a healing day and I don't work. I don't, you know, I go on walks. I go buy a cup of Starbucks, not super sugary Starbucks, by the way, that is not healthy, but like I kind of treat myself. I choose something that is a treat to myself. Um, I, I, I declare healing days. You can declare healing hours. If, if a day sounds impossible, like I'm going to have an hour where I have a babysitter or my husband's taking care of the things and I'm just going to take a nap. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to like do these life giving things. And, and they, these, these, these moments, these seasons increase. But really if you declare something like longer, a three month, a six month, a nine month or a 12 month, and I really encourage a 12 month, like um, I went through a 12 month declaration of healing and that was in 2019 where I was just like, everything I'm doing is related to healing, healing relationally, healing emotionally, healing spiritually, healing physically. And so I was taking naps or hanging out with friends and I reduced, I worked on really reducing my mental load of like, I'm a perfectionist and wanting to like perform and like just really digging into those deep, dark places and saying, I really want healing. And it made such a difference. And so knowing like when you declare those seasons of healing, 
like it means something has to change. You can't just declare it. Like you're changing how you spend time. You're changing how you're spending money. You can sit down and say, I'm taking this out of my life and I'm replacing it with this. Or, and again, it, it really takes, it's like it, if you don't have structures in your life for consistent sleep or for personal time or for healthy eating, those are one step at a time. They really are. And that's what coaching is for. And that's what like all these different things are. And, and that's why, you know, some of our clients come in and they've been doing that for years and they just need some fine tuning and some clients come in and they, they, it takes them time. It can take, they want to be perfect in three months, but it takes them nine months or takes them 12 months. And they are applying these principles of health and healing so that their body can regulate. Like you can put a cast on your arm if it's broken. It doesn't mean it's suddenly fixed, right? It takes time. And so same with, with our protocols, like they're like a cast and then they need time. So next thing is you could talk to a new potential member for your health team, like get that creativity juices flowing, like step out side of the insurance box and try a new therapy, pelvic therapy, visceral therapy, acupuncture, functional medicine, get labs run, you know, don't, what we say in our work is we test and we don't guess. Like, don't guess. Stop guessing. <laughs> guessing is the worst thing that could possibly happen. You're just guessing. Like, maybe this is why I feel tired. Maybe this is. No, that is why you don't get results. Like, guessing is the worst. I say that from experience. Guessing did not work for me. Maybe it's this food I ate today or that food. It's horrible. Don't do it, please. <laughs> if you're wondering why you're getting better or not getting better and you're doing any guessing in your life, that's why. <laughs> and I really want to, with that, invite you to set up a 30-minute consultation. They're free with our in our office. They're on Zoom. We do them with anyone in the country. Um, I've also worked with people in Canada. And before you get on the call, you will fill out a qualification application. And if you pass this application, as in, not like you say something magical, but like if you have things that we're like, we think we can help you, We'll schedule your, your call and it already means you are the type of client that we can help. Like if you are on that call point blank, we can help you. And then once we're on the call, we just talk about based on your goals and based on what we're seeing, what is the best way for us to work with you? So we have a link in the show notes for that 30 minute call and you can schedule that like, like choose yourself, commit, and know that if you set that up and you commit, like when you commit, we're committing back to you. We're saying we're holding you accountable to your three months, six months, nine months, 12 months of healing. And we're going to be with you along the way. We're going to make sure you get that healing you want. And, and, and that's what makes the difference. That really is. So guys, I like, it's, it's crazy to me. Like, sure, you can listen to hundreds of hours of all these podcasts on like all the biochemistry. And I mean, I love chemistry. We're going to have episodes coming up on like why zinc is magic for your body and different things like that. But like, it doesn't mean if you go and start taking a zinc pill, like you're going to get better. Like that's not how that works. And the reason I share these is just to like engage curiosity. Like why are you... Um, why, why are we like, oh, what are some of the other things that we might be doing that's like different than other other places? And we find that like our clients, uh, you know, we'll get into zinc later. Zinc's cool. It has to do with stomach acid and digesting your food and having protein and lipids and um, 
all that jazz and and just the basic building blocks your body needs to actually be healthy. So we do get into the biochemistry, but really at the end of the day, it's mindset. If you've been listening to this podcast and you've been just on the edge, deciding like hemming and hawing, like take that step, take that leap, take action. Let someone support you in your journey. So you're not alone. So you're not wondering, am I, what am I, am what I, what I'm doing? That's hard to say. Am what I'm doing? Is that helping? Like, let us help you. Let someone help you and just take the first step, you know, um, to really integrate with your body. Maybe read the mind-body prescription if you're like, how is my psychology affecting this? Um, just take a step, take the next step. I would love to get on a call and talk with you about how we can just find amazing results in your life and just have you seeing life in a totally new way, having energy for your kids, no longer having doctors tell you we don't know what's wrong with your labs, just having the energy you want for to do what you want and to achieve the goals that you have and to be the person you either remember yourself being or maybe the person you've never experienced yet but know it's possible. It is possible. You can get better and I am so excited for your next step in your health journey. If you love this episode, we have so much more coming down the line. Subscribe so you never miss a beat. And if this episode was really meaningful to you, I encourage you take a screenshot and share it with a friend. Maybe just to say, keep me accountable to this. I want to get better. Or maybe because you thought of the friend and you want to encourage them. Either way, send this episode as a love note to a friend, to both their gut and your gut. And let them know that healing is possible. Other ways that you can support us is by leaving a rating and review. We love it when our listeners share what is most meaningful to them on this podcast, and it helps others find these words as well. Other ways you can stay in the conversation is by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Better Belly Therapies. I love connecting with people there and just providing more value. Well, I want to end this episode, which is just a reminder, kind of a funny thing, considering we talked a little bit about miracles today, but our motto is miracles are immediate and healing takes time. That is never been truer based off this podcast episode. Miracles are that funny, immediate thing we want to work, but time is what is making difference in our clients getting results. Are you ready to give yourself the time to heal?